Thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcast. On today's episode, we break down this Saturday's game between Michigan State and Northwestern with former Wildcat Trey Demps. But first, two big coaching hires for the Michigan State football squad. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, you wonderful, wonderful Spartan fans. How on earth are you doing as we head into the weekend? Uh, And yeah, hopefully catching another Michigan State win tomorrow. Uh, We will be talking about that game, of course, tipping off at noon on Big Ten Network. Or if you're able to go to the game, tickets available. Uh, Yeah, because it's at Presence Center. So get on over to East Lansing. Go check out your Spartans in person as they uh, look to, yeah, extend this win streak to 10 games in a row. It wouldn't be too bad of a start, in my opinion, to Big Ten play. Uh, but we will preview that game in a hot second with Trey Demps. That's right, former Northwestern Wildcat player and current Big Ten analyst right now. But first, got to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This is the Lockdown Spartans podcast. And if you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything you want to throw my way, Locked on Spartans at gmail.com. And like I said at the top, hey, you know what? We're going to get to the Northwestern game breakdown and talking about the, the whole Big Ten as a whole and get into some fun stories with Trey Dempson in a little bit. But first, we've got some football news we got to get into. Two guys. Uh, one's officially on Michigan State's staff now as a running backs coach, and the other guy heavily reported to be a coach in the next coming days, weeks, or whenever they want to officially announce that. Of course, we're talking about Ephraim Reed and Brandon Jordan. We will start with Mr. Reed first. Uh, this has been in the, 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 I guess we'll call it the rumor mill for the last few weeks, that Ephraim Reed would become the new running backs coach at Michigan State University after William Piegler left to go down to Florida and reconnect with Billy Napier. Now, this will not be Reed's first year at Michigan State. Last year, he was a offensive uh, analyst as well. Uh, but I got to say, this is a, a very quick rise for Ephraim Reed, no doubt about it. Uh, former Louisiana running back, and he actually played under Jay Johnson when Jay was down at Louisiana as well. And in 2018-2019, he held off-field roles for two years for both those seasons at Louisiana before joining the Michigan State program as that offensive analyst position we were just talking about. Uh, everything that you hear about him, he, he's energetic, he, he's knowledgeable, and understands recruiting. That, of course, checks every box that you need, not just for an assistant coach, but for an assistant coach who coaches under Mel Tucker. Uh, If you ain't recruiting, if you are not relentless, if you are not hitting each and every day with making the team better in your mind, uh, you are not cut out for this staff. But yeah, everything that you hear from uh, players or fellow staff members as well is that this Ephraim Reed guy, yeah, he's young. Yes, he may be a little inexperienced on paper, but man, this guy's got the chops to uh, hopefully shake some things up here. Uh, pretty nice. And continue the good stuff that William Piegler was doing with this program in his short time here. Now, first things first, is trying to get Trevante Citizen up to East Lansing. And I'm not just talking about having him commit, of course. No, I'm also talking about just having him visit. Uh, Trevante Citizen, for a little bit of background for those of you who don't know, 
He is a four-star running back for the 2022 class. He actually dropped a top eight today, or Thursday, I should say, as I record this, and Michigan State made that top eight. He has one official visit left to burn up, and there's a lot of schools competing for that final visit. If Ephraim Reed, Mel Tucker, and the Michigan State coaching staff can get him up to East Lansing to spend a weekend in East Lansing, that would be big. Of course, getting him to commit and sign that NLI is the biggest project of them all. But yes, Ephraim Reed getting running back Trevante Citizen up to East Lansing would be massive. Also, maybe not totally out of the question because, well, just like Trevante Citizen, Reed himself is from Louisiana as well. So hopefully, uh, I don't know, a little bit of uh, Louisiana connection there will, will, will help Michigan State in this case. But stay tuned to find out to see where that one goes. Uh, a bigger, not, not to take away from Ephraim Reed joining the staff, but a bigger hire, a massive hire, a giant hire, is Brandon Jordan being reported to join the Michigan State football coaching staff. Uh, Bruce Feldman reported it. The fine folks at 24-7 Sports reported it as well. Of course, we're talking about Justin Thind, friend of the program. Uh, that Brandon Jordan will be the defensive line coach at Michigan State. Oh, my. Um, I, I swear I'm trying to look at this, not through my green-stained glasses, but as an objective uh, voice here. And it's kind of hard to talk about this without getting super-duper fired off and acting like this is the biggest deal in the world, but oh, man. No, this this is a pretty big hire as far as, uh, you know, coaching hires go and assistant coaching hires go as well. Let's say you don't know who Brandon Jordan is. Well, let, let's let's do some educating, huh? Uh, why is it a massive hire? Well, he's a proven guy. He is a private defensive line, offensive line coach, and he works with top-end high school recruits, he works with top-end college players, and he works with top-end NFL players. You know, he just works all the time with guys like T.J. Watt, Von Miller, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, uh, William Golston, if you want a Spartan name in there. And, uh, I mean, if you want to look at the piece on 24-7 Sports that Justin Thin tweeted out, I, he banged out like 20 guys that he's worked with, and all of them, all of them are NFL studs. So, yeah, the, the guy is just 32 years old, Brandon Jordan, but he has made a splash early in his professional life with a lot, a lot, a lot of big-name players. Just like I said, he works with a lot of high-end high school kids. A lot of kids in the 2023 and 2024 class already work with him. He also works with college players like, oh, these might be familiar names, Aaron Brule and Jacoby Windman. Yes, that's right, two defensive players that have transferred to Michigan State this offseason, they're already familiar with Brandon Jordan's work. So yes, he's 32 years old and obviously could and should be a massive, massive benefit for recruiting, especially with the kids he already works with. But also, and this was pointed out too in the 24-7 sports piece, that Brandon Jordan will still be able to work with these guys like TJ Watt, Von Miller, Max Crosby, all the NFL stars I just named. This isn't to say Michigan State's just going to hijack his entire life and he won't be able to do this on the side. 24-7 Sports is reporting that even on the side, he will still be able to work with these NFL guys, work with, well, probably, you know, I don't think he could do high school kids, but the NFL guys. So, whenever you see a clip of an NFL player like TJ Watt working out, well, that may very likely be in Michigan State's practice facility. That's going to get some branding, some eyeballs on the Michigan State program. I, 
I don't see any negative with this. Like, okay, yeah, he doesn't have any college coaching experience. Like, uh, he's got he's got something that might even be better than that. I don't know, working out all these NFL stars. Uh, he knows high school kids. He knows college. Like, it's not like recruiting is going to be some foreign concept to him. No, this is awesome. He's everything you want in a coach, obviously. Uh, he identifies things that players can improve on in their games, especially in even the high-end ones like those MVP candidates I just named. And he also puts the emphasis on hand battles for defensive ends, defensive linemen, and getting explosive off the line as well. So he puts so much emphasis on explosiveness, actually, that DK Metcalf uh, has worked out with him as well. Yes, wide receiver DK Metcalf, but hey, Brandon Jordan is is such a good coach, uh, drives his fundamentals, his disciplines into each and every player that he works with so well that, well, hey, you know what? You don't have to just be a defensive line or an offensive lineman to work out with this guy here. And uh, hey, hopefully that this turns into a, a massive, massive recruiting win for Michigan State. I think it should be. A lot of other people think it should be. You just go on Bruce Feldman's quote retweets or take a look at Justin Thin's tweet reporting this story. Click on the quote retweets. And uh, if you're don't, if you not on Twitter, you don't know what that means. Basically, is this. People commenting on it. Uh, a lot, a lot of people fired up for this. And also, too, you, you catch the uh, you know, stray opposing fan being like, Oh, God. Great hire for Sparty. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. You got that right it is. So, yeah, two big hires here. Uh, and yeah, right into the weekend with that. But after listening to our chat with Trey Demps, that's right, former Northwestern Wildcat, as we talk about this weekend's game, uh, his time playing at Breslin Center as an opposing player, and just who he thinks is the most surprising team of the year and who he would give the Big Ten Player of the Year title to should the season end right now. But hey, before we get to that, I need to talk to you fine folks about Get Upside. That's right. What's up, Spartan fans? It's Matt, and I have an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on that first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right back to your account, and you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or grab an e-gift card to Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use that promo code SCORE to get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. One more time, that's code SCORE on the GetUpside app. And also, hey, as we head into this awesome, awesome weekend of NFL playoff action, BetOnline would like to wish you a happy betting New Year as we continue our march to these playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and hey, they got the new updated website on desktop and mobile, so check it out, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On. that's all one word, Locked On to get started. From football, to basketball, to hockey, to boxing, to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. It's Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. It's BetOnline.ag where the game starts. 
And before starting our chat with Trey Demps, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Not only is he a former Northwestern Wildcat, but also a current Big Ten analyst, or sorry, Big Ten Network analyst, excuse me, left the network part off there. Regardless, hey, it's Trey Demps. How awesome is this? Trey, how on earth are you doing, man? Thanks a ton for joining the show. Oh, man, thanks for having me, Matt. I'm doing well, man. Enjoying Big Ten basketball, best time of the year. Now, I'm going to start this interview probably on not not the highest of notes because, yes, Michigan State plays Northwestern on Saturday noon, Big Ten Network. And, Trey, I'm sorry to say your Wildcats are on a four-game losing streak right now. And I, I hate to have a guest as esteemed as you are right now and then just well, go to Negativityville immediately but what's happened with the Wildcats these last four games after a pretty solid start to the season yeah you know I I was there um last night you know leading the 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 fan section trying to get everybody hyped you know (laughs) as an alum but yeah I mean it's been tough it's been tough and you know these games have been so close that they've lost in this four game losing streak I believe like the average margin is like five or six points per game, maybe even less than that. I don't have the exact numbers, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just been closing out games. You know, I think when you look at this Northwestern team, you know, they have the athletes, right? They're one of the better defensive teams in the conference statistically, you know, uh, field goal percentage uh, defensively, they're second in the conference. Um, Points per game, I believe they're in the top three as well. Um, and that that's something that you can't really – or you couldn't really say about a Northwestern basketball team. You know, Northwestern basketball has always had talent on the offensive end, but they've – a lot of times in Big Ten play get dominated on uh, the defensive end and just kind of other teams' physicality and size. And, and this team has physicality and size, and so that's why it's, it's really disappointing to see. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just been finishing out games, you know, getting good shots at the end of games has been an issue for this team. You know, who do they go to? What sets do they run? You know, there hasn't really been a go-to guy. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Chase Adige has been injured, mm-hmm. um, had the hip injury earlier on in the year. Now has had some issues with his back. You know, he's kind of been the go-to guy for this team, um, especially last year, you know, to kind of get you a bucket at, at the end of games. And he hasn't been healthy. So I think that's, you know, maybe one of the reasons, but they got to figure out ways to get stops and more importantly, to get good shots on the offensive end down the stretch. No doubt. And that's actually something I wanted to kind of touch on is just like, who, who is the go-to guy now of this team? Because, you know, just like you said, Adige, he's a solid player, but dealing with those injuries, Nance, solid player, especially, you know, against Maryland, he filled up the box score pretty well. You got Boo Booey, of course. Is there a single go-to guy in this team or is it kind of just by committee, wait to see who's going to get us out of this rut right now? Yeah, I think it has to be by committee. I think you kind of have to go whoever has the hot hand, and that's okay. I mean, even, you know, like you you think about Michigan State, you know, they don't have necessarily Mm -hmm. a go-to guy that, you know, maybe a team like, um, you know, Illinois or Iowa has, you know, with uh, Keegan Murray. But I think, you know, just like Michigan State, you know, there's there's times where Gabe Brown – will kind of take over at the end of the game. Sometimes they put the the ball in the hands of A.J. Hogard or Max Christie. So 
I yeah. think that is kind of how Northwestern is going to have success is, you know, whoever has the hot hand, whoever is kind of, you know, making plays um, throughout the course of the game, you have to run sets for him. And, you know, they have to be confident that they can, you know, create good shots. Cause that's all you want. At the end of the game, it, you have to just take good shots and just kind of live with the results. But I think a lot of times, you know, the offense gets a little bit stagnant. You know, you get deep into the clock. You have to take a long contested two, um, which happened last night, happened against Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another close game. So, yeah, I think it's going to be by committee, whoever has the hot hand. And okay, so, of course, you know, four-game skid, not great. However, shine some positivity on the Northwestern program right now. Is there anything that they do that you're still liking despite this recent stretch of, of defeats? Uh, over in Evanston? I like them defensively. You know, I, I think that this is one of the better, if not the best, half-court man-to-man defensive team that Northwestern has ever had. Gotcha. And a lot of times what has happened, even when I was there, is, you know, we start playing man-to-man in non-conference, and then all of a sudden, you know, teams start to score, get a ton of rebounds. Um, you know, we kind of get – we would get uh, just outmatched. And then we'd have to kind of uh, rely on a zone, you know, a lot of times once conference play started to kind of give us a chance on the defensive end. But this team is really good in the half court, um, man-to-man defense, you know, getting through ball screens, guarding the ball, guarding the post. You know, you you check off every box. So I think that is something that Wildcat fans, you know, can uh look at as a silver lining for this year but i think yeah i mean you 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 can't go or you have to finish games that's at the end of the day you have to finish games that's that's the biggest problem because every game they played in has been close this is like more of an off the court question but obviously you played for chris collins as well in a time like this where you know okay tough patch what do you think his response will be to the team? Is he like a in-your-face sort of guy? Is he, uh, okay, we'll, we'll let the players themselves figure this out? Or what do you expect the response to be from Chris Collins inside that Wildcat locker room in this stretch? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he's the guy that's not going to quit. You know, he's not going to for sure lay down, feel sorry for the team or himself. Like, he's going to keep fighting. And I expect the team to follow that lead. You know, that's one thing I know about Coach Collins is that he's going to continue to fight. He's going to continue to game plan and prepare, you know, Michigan. And he believes that they can win, you know. He believes that, you know, they can go this weekend to East Lansing and get a win against a top-10 team. Like, that's that's just his confidence level. And, uh, you know, I, I expect it to be a good game, you know, just because of that. I think a lot of times when you see teams lose four in a row in conference play, you know, the confidence goes down right you know Mm -hmm. you kind of start to lose a little bit of that juice a little bit of that hope I don't expect that to happen I expect this to be a close game you know Minnesota just had a close game against the Minnesota or sorry Michigan State just had a close game against Minnesota excuse me too close Um, yeah (laughs) so I, I expect the same thing this weekend so and it is a tough stretch for Northwestern coming up. Like, you know, you go to Michigan State, then you play Wisconsin, then you go to Purdue, you go to Michigan, then you play Illinois. So, like, murderers row five games coming up here. But I actually just want to take this to your personal experience with Northwestern. 
Where does playing at Breslin Center rank as far as like tough road venues to play in the Big Ten? Are you going to pander to us and say we're number one, or is there a few schools that are above Michigan State as far as hostile atmosphere in the in the conference? Oh man, that that's so tough to say. You got to put them in the top. Three. It is. I think that okay, the, we'll take the, that. The, it's, it's called the is zone, right? Like the student section. Right on. That, yeah. that, you got. Yeah, it. the is zone. I mean, when they had that thing rocking, man, it it's. It's tough, you know, they're loud, they're passionate, you know, they're chanting, like they're into it. You know, it's one of the better college basketball venues in the country, not only in the Big Ten. I mean, you got to put, I think, Indiana, you know, those fans are really passionate. For sure, Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I I would say probably those two kind of stand out. Um, You know, when Purdue is good, they they have a really good – uh, environment as well, but yeah, the is on the is on is rocking, man. They guys, you know, you got the guys, the face paint, you know, they're dressed up, you know, it, it's a, it's a fun atmosphere. I always loved playing at Michigan State, one of my favorite places to play when I was a college basketball player. And, and I'm glad you brought up Purdue as well because, like, to me, that would seem like a top three tough venue to play as as well. But I don't know if just because like they really hate Michigan State and they always get up for that game. But I sw- and <laughs> it's also like the, the students are on top of you too. I don't know how they built that stadium, but it just looks like a wall of students that that you're playing into. So yeah, that's got to squarely be in in the top three as well. No, no doubt about that. And we are not done talking with our guy Trey Dems just yet. I just have to talk to you, beautiful people, about Built Bar. That's right. If you're like me uh, and you are approaching the new year with a New Year's resolution of getting fit or eating healthier, well, throw Built Bar in that plan because Built Bar is going to make life a lot easier for you as you try to stick to these resolutions. Uh, you've heard me talk about Built Bar for quite some time and how it's uh, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or, if you ask me, even better than a candy bar. They make it easy to stick to your resolutions because not only does it taste good, but it will power you through any workout that you go at that's right baby and most built bars check out these stats guys 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein Uh, compare that to a candy bar which usually has like what 240 calories 30 grams of sugar dozens of net carbs or compare the taste to your other protein bar that just tastes like a, a dry erase board uh, marker, uh, no, it's, it's just just whack, just whackness is what the other protein bars taste like. Uh, so hey, and here's a quick idea for you: go to your secret stash. That's right, at the home or in the pantry, wherever you throw all, all your your junk food. I know I have mine. Throw some built bars on top of that. So next time you go in that secret little stash, oh, built bars gonna smack you right in the face, and you're gonna eat that instead of eh, the chips or the candy or whatever you go for usually. Also, go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to get you 15% off your order. That's right, guys. Save some money with Built Bar. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com to get your Built Bars. And is there any, uh, like, memories that you have from playing at Breslin that, like, stick out to you at all? Or is it just, you know, just another venue uh, to to you? Or or do you have a a fun story from from East Lansing? Oh, yeah. So... (laughs) So we Let's were go. Playing, I want to. I want to say this was my junior year. This is a team. I think I had Brent Forbes, Valentine, Trice, his senior year. Gotcha. And uh, you know, early in the game, you know, you guys were killing us. I think you, it was like a fifteen-point game, but we fought all the way back 
and during that run, you know, the thing I always didn't like, you know, playing against Michigan State, but I respect it, you know, when they would kind of get onto a run, you know, the whole team smacks the floor, right? That's kind oh, of like yeah. it, oh, yeah. it's the whole thing. <laughs> and so I, I hit a, a big three that, to put us up one, and then I went right over to Izzo and I smacked the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that, awesome. That was, that was kind of one of my, you know, it, it, like I remember like watching the film on it. He kind of just was like, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he, I think he always respected my competitiveness. Um, you know, you got, it was, man, I, I'm trying to think, I think they called like a, a BS call down the stretch. Valentine drove to the lane. Gotcha. He got all ball. And then they called a foul, <laughs> and then he he uh, sealed the deal with two free throws. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that that was probably one of the, my most memorable moments in the Breslin Center. I, I bet deep down, Izzo was like, "Hell yeah!" Like I, I can respect the hell out of that. <laughs> this guy no, I think I think that was his response because it's like you know I don't want to hit you know you guys all smacking the floor. It's like, sure. come on, man, like let's. You know, you gotta you gotta do something back. You know, you can't just ignore it. You know, as a competitor. So, yeah, I think he yeah. definitely respected. Oh, he he's a fiery guy. He loves when his players get fired up. I'm sure he's not taken aback at all when you know the, the opposing players get fired up as well. Especially you know when you guys are on a great you know run like that on a tough road venue. So yeah, no no doubt about it. So that's that's awesome. And really quick, just before I you know get you out the door here, um, just a, as a whole, the, the Big Ten season so far i know we're only about four or five games in depending on what team you root for uh who is the biggest surprise team so far and it could be you know for a good reason like hey wisconsin's playing a lot better than a lot of people thought or a bad reason like uh oh purdue two and two already in conference play. like what's your biggest surprise of the big 10 slate so far yeah i think you know on a positive front i would say wisconsin for sure um the thing i love about wisconsin is just how sound they are defensively yeah, I think a lot of times when you look at a team, they have at least like one weak link on the defensive end. Like all five of those guys can really get in the stands and guard their men and their bench as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they fight through ball screens. They play good one-on-one defense. So I think that puts a lot of pressure on opposing offenses. And then obviously, you know, I don't think anyone expected Johnny Davis to be this good of a player. No way, uh, yeah. <laughs> And then Brad Davison is kind of, you know, Robin to Johnny Davis's Batman. So I think that they're the surprise team because I believe they were picked 10th in the preseason. Like, they they were pretty low. And so, um, yeah, I, I've been really impressed with Wisconsin. And, and also another thing, too, is just how Greg Gard has modernized the swing offense. I think that's something that you got to give him a lot of credit for because, uh, you know, a lot of people have said, like, you know, that – offense is outdated and you know it's going to be tough to get big time recruits to go play there I think the narrative has changed with that um, from a big picture standpoint but I think on the negative side I think you got to say Michigan but hey, there we go nice that's that's welcome on this podcast there we go yeah nice. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah I'm sure folks in East Lansing aren't too upset about that one so uh, not quite yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah but I you know one of the things about Michigan is they're, they're relying on a lot of young players yeah. uh you know Musa Diabate uh Caleb Houston you know even I mean no one talks about it but Hunter Dickinson's only a sophomore he's still a young sure. player 
you know, even though he has a ton of experience. Um, so I think that's, I think that's something that people didn't see coming. Um, you know, people expected this team to be so, uh, good offensively. And right now they're at the bottom of the big 10 in offensive efficiency. So I think, yeah, when you, when you look at Michigan right now, sitting at seven and six, you know, I, I, I'm, just like everybody else are looking at, can they turn this thing around? I don't know if they can. Um, obviously, Juwan Howard's a great coach, but I think that's probably the surprise team on the negative side in the Big Ten. Oh, what a shame. Hmm, darn. Yeah. That, that'd, that'd be, that'd be, what, what a bummer that'd be if they couldn't turn it around. Oh, boy. We'd be so upset. <laughs> really quick, too. Uh, let, let's say something crazy happened that the season ended today. Who is your Big Ten Player of the Year? If uh, if it was all up to Trey Demps to decide who gets to lift that trophy, if they give out a trophy for that, I don't know. Anyway, that that honor, I guess I should say. Man, I, I'd probably have to do uh, like the co co player of the year between uh, Kofi Coburn and uh, and Johnny Davis. I think yeah, those guys, you know, are both dominant in their own right. You know what I mean? So it, it's hard to pick one or the other. And then obviously you have Keegan Murray. But I, I think that, you know, Iowa just hasn't won quite enough um, to to give him that reign. But, yeah, I think if I had to pick one, oh, man, that's that's tough. I mean, because both of them are sitting at the top of the Big Ten right now mm-hmm. in standings. Oh, man. You know, Kofi Coburn is the most dominant player, I think, in the country. Maybe one of the more dominant players that we've seen in the last 10 years. Gotcha. You know, I, in my opinion, you know, I think of like you got to put them in the same conversation as Jared Solinger. Um, you know, Doug McDermott wasn't a big, but just you know, in terms of just dominant, like you know, mm-hmm. you get him the ball, they're gonna get get you a bucket. So, you know, I have high regards for Kofi, but yeah, I, I, I it's hard to say. I, I would say those two guys. No, that's that's tough to argue either of those. And yeah, with Kofi, it's like the, the guy's also built like a statue as well. Just probably the most physically intimidating player that <laughs> that, that I've seen. Like I, I just get scared watching him from my television, uh, 500 miles away when I'm watching Illinois play. So, <laughs> right. that's, a, that's that's a solid pick, no doubt about it. Well, Trey, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, you know you, you being so gracious with your time and lending your knowledge and all that good stuff and and chatting it up with us, man. I mean, really do appreciate it. Uh, are you going to be in East Lansing this Saturday, or are you going to watch this game from 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 afar? Oh uh, no, I'll be I'll be watching from afar. Um, I have a couple gotcha. studio days coming up, so I won't be there uh, this weekend. But I'll be cheering for the Wildcats. I, I think I really do think <laughs> this one's going to be a close one. Hey, there we go. Well, that's just what Michigan State fans needed. Another close game. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's great for our health. So, awesome, man. But, <laughs> well, until next time, Trey, thank you so much, man. Really do appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yes, sir. You too. Thanks for having me. Huge, huge thanks to Trey Demps uh, for lending his time, lending his knowledge to talk about this weekend's game and just the Big Ten as a whole. Always a fun time talking with former players. And, obviously, at Locked on Spartans, usually it's a former Michigan State player. I can't remember if we've ever had a former opposing player on, but that, that was fun. Hopefully we can do that a little more here as we go forward into the season. And, hey, who knows, maybe even the offseason as well. So 
And I also thank you guys for another week of listening to Locked on Spartans. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Now go make that second listen, Locked on Bets. That's right, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, you wonderful Spartans. Hey, let's have a weekend, baby. Love you all. Go Green.